Hello, this is Avoiding the Issue with me, Joe Tarpey. Introduce yourself, you fucker. Uh, my name's Bob Craddock. And I'm <laughs> Paul Butland. Yeah, good start, that. I was just having a piss before we went on, because the last time we tried to do this, we all went for pisses and it didn't really work. I got kind of like pre-gig nerves, it was weird. Like, um, what, you couldn't go, you couldn't piss? No, no, I could piss. I've never, I've never been, I've never had stage right. I've never not been able to perform. Um, but I was just, I got that little, little belly. You know, you know, before you go on stage for a yeah. gig, I got that little, little belly this, rumble. This might be something special. Well, this, yeah, this might be the one. Yeah, it could be the one. <laughs> if I'm reading the download figures, right? There's an audience of. This is my biggest show. This is the biggest thing I've ever done. Four hundred and fifty attentive fucking ears. No, 900 attempts. The real... Uh, well, yeah. Um, the real test, though, isn't it, is how many download the next one. Because anyone can stumble across a so-called comedy podcast and go, that might be interesting. I'll have a listen, give it five minutes, and then turn off. Yeah, there's we could have had, a lot of people we could have had the internet. 300 and... How many were there in total? 350? 449. So we could have had 448 people... I've listened to two minutes and then go, that's his shit. I know some people that don't have the technology that really want to hear this. Really? Yeah, <laughs> but they don't know how. I mean, again, you know, just yeah. going back to Bob's point, you know, there is an awful lot of people that use the internet. 450 is a stumble across type figure. Possibly. When you compare it to the figures that, given that it was, I've advertised this in the same methods that I've advertised my blog and the... Uh, the readership of my blog totals 30. I don't know. Mind you, this is more easily accessible via iTunes, I suppose. Thank you for listening. Anyway, um, yeah. Comments in that, innit? Comments, yeah. Speaking of comments, I had a comment in the pub last night from a, a good friend who I've known for 24 years. <laughs> he said that I'd wasted three hours of his life this week <coughs> by listening to this podcast. <coughs> so Reading my blog. Oh. And watching a film that I'd recommended on YouTube. Facebook. I didn't recommend it on YouTube. I recommended it on Facebook. What was the film? The film was Rear Window by Alfred Hitchcock. Do you know it? Have you seen it? Uh, I'm not familiar with it. I might have done. I've seen a couple of Hitchcock films. They're all fairly... I'm not a great I'm not a big fan, to be honest. Of Hitchcock. I think that's the first Hitchcock film I've ever seen, to be honest with you. But I just love the way that old movies were made. And James Stewart, I think he's a class actor. No. How, did you, how did you stumble across that? Um, Jessica ordered it from Love Film. Alright, so it isn't like a stumble across thing like no, people no, no. would do this. <laughs> no, but I mean, you can always turn it off, I guess, is the point that I'm trying to make to my friend. <coughs> you can always turn it off. You could also. But I know that you'll be listening to this one, yeah. little cunt. You could also just ignore everything you write on Facebook. Which is what most sensible people do. It's been a good day on Facebook. I've caught caught a lot of marlins, as <laughs> it were. Yeah, everything I've written has had a response. It's an interesting medium for winding people up. But I mean, again, you know, I suppose we're, we're, we're going to have to move on to that at some point. But that is, I mean, is this going to be another medium for winding people up? No, not really. Well, no. Four hundred and fifty people we can't do it. I don't want to wind people up. Anymore, I'm past that. I've grown up. <laughs> no, I have. I'm not building to a punchline. I've well, passed in, it I... in the last like two weeks. Because <coughs> we agreed the other week that 
you know, you do seem to have a capacity to bite the hand that feeds. I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this a lot. People might say that I'm misanthropic, right? And I can agree with that. I can be objective enough to sit back and say, yes, I'm misanthropic. I generally hate the human race. <laughs> but the, I've analysed it and I've assessed it and I've, I've, I've thought long and hard about this. I've had a lot of fucking time on my hands. And do you know why I'm so misanthropic? It's because I love people so much. <laughs> <laughs> it, can I, can I... All these years, that's like, you know, that, that guitarist out of... Corn turning out to be like the, the Christian or insane clown posse. Can I rationalise like, this? As fundamentalist Christian. Can I rationalise? You think I've had some kind <laughs> yeah. of evangelical yeah. epiphany? No. Let me ration this out, right? I get upset when people are idiots and I get upset when people are aggressive and it disturbs me. But that's all I seem to see. So I just blanketly. Do you feel let down by the human race? Because you, you love them so much and you uphold them in such high regard. Yeah. And every time someone does something stupid, you just you just like feel like you've been chipped you. away at. You've been chipped away at. Definitely, definitely. Do you think that people are like stealing pieces of your soul? Yeah, but I'm not to do something. <coughs> I do, and to a degree, I'm guilty of it myself. When you and me have political debates, and you're and I see how wrong you're getting the picture, <laughs> I. There's a little part of me that says, you know, Joe, you can sort this out, you can stand up and you can fucking lever him in his face and he'll see sense. But that's what I don't like about the human condition. That's where we go. And, but I don't want to be like that. I want to love people. I want people to love each other. If, if everybody thought the same... You're real, really worried. <laughs> what? what? Talking like this is kind of like the Beatles when they went. I always thought they were shit, but I mean, like, have you been taking drugs? And when the Beatles started podcasting, <laughs> stopped touring and went podcasting. Yeah. I've not been taking any drugs. I don't. I think that you know you've got these woolly-haired liberals that think that oh yes, everybody's entitled and everybody can think what they want, but difference of opinion leads to fucking conflict. Yeah, that's right. And it's horrible. Oh, uh, do you know what you're 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 flirting with? I, f- I, I yeah, I do, because I because yeah. I'm I'm start you know, you know Truth. how the mind wanders. You know how the mind no no I'm yeah, not flirting yeah. with, I'm not flirting with that at all. The mind wanders. No, I'm going to go a lot more dangerous than that. And I was thinking, I was only thinking. I'm looking at the microphone now like I might be getting a, some kind of visual response from it. But I don't know how to put this. I don't, I don't know how to put this. I was thinking if the Thousand Year Reich had been allowed to run its full course. Alright, there was some atrocities to start with. This is all going to go on like you know white power websites that are just on that one tag alone, isn't it? Yeah, I think about what you've done. Just <laughs> those words. I'm not saying Hitler was right. I'm not saying that. But how do you how do we how do you achieve that utopian world where everybody is in a perfect harmony and it, and it's roses and flowers? How do you achieve that? Yeah, you just get rid of all the people that don't agree with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's where when you allow the mind to free roam, 
Yeah, and you, and you don't put up any restrictions to where you're going to go with your thought process. You naturally come to the fucking problem, fascism. The problem That's you've got, where you are. The problem you've got, Joe, is that not everyone does agree with you. No, but everybody should. Well, no, everyone. Well, everyone doesn't. The I don't think everyone should agree with you. You don't think anyone should agree with you? I don't you? think everyone should agree with you. I don't think everyone should have your mindset. It'd be a weird world, wouldn't it? If you, I'm not saying I'm going to start building death camps. <laughs> yeah. I'm only 28. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Who knows what was in store? I've got a full year left of my 20s. I could achieve anything. You, you would could. be the first out then, Joe, if you were, if you were building the death camp. It would, uh, it would be the first lot to get picked up. People who wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um... Would it be that quiz team from the, uh, from the camp? Would they be the ones? The, the beauty of doing a podcast, right, is that I wanted unedited conversations, right? You know, that just captured, you know, the spontaneity, the humour that we muster up. I wanted to share that with the world. And, and now I'm thinking, Joe, watch your tongue, because, because you can't... You just can't say these things. You're, you're on the airwaves, as it were. So, uh, you know, what so I was... you trying to throw love around. <laughs> and it's ended up in discussion about, you know, which genocidal action you commit first. Um, that reminds me... <laughs> <laughs> I've, been into the, I've been listening to this um, guy called Daniel Kitson, who's a comedian that Bob's put me the way of. And... Um, he, I just downloaded this one show that he did in Edinburgh in 2005 and to be honest with you the, the man is well he's, he's an, would you say he's an unsung genius yeah, he, he does that on purpose he deliberately unsung he deliberately stays shies away from um, from the popular press and things like that so he probably won't favour us banding his name around to an extra 450 <laughs> yeah. people. Uh, I think 450 is okay. If we ever get really popular, we're going to have to cut this bit out because it'll be, okay. be on to it. We'll retrospectively un- make it unavailable. But I'm, I've been listening to him. I'm, I'm coming back to a point here. I've been, I listened to that show, and he's one of the funniest men I've ever heard. I think he's... He's very clever, he's very witty, he's, he does. He ticks all the boxes. He's not John Bishop and he's not Peter Kay. That's always a good start for him. <laughs> Anyhow, part of his set, he discusses ironic racism. Have you heard him do anything on ironic racism? Not, um, not that I remember. Give me an example. When you call your black friend nigger. Right. Right? Or in conversation, you will be ironically racist because you're making a point about something somebody did that offended your sensibilities and you use their ethnicity to back up the point. But you're only joking and you know it's safe to do so because they're your mate and they're on your level and they know that you're not racist. Yeah. We do it. We do it, yeah, yeah. We do it all the time. We yeah. do it all the time, you know. And there's no fucking prejudice whatsoever. I'd be the first one to blog about backing up people's rights. I wouldn't go down to the front line because I don't like fucking... I don't actually like direct conflict. As I said, you know, people are anger and... Com- you know, yeah, I'd be dangerous. Thing. I'd be dangerous on the front line. You know, it's a good job I'm not a student because there'd be a lot of wounded police officers in there. Uh. <laughs> Anyhow... 
Ironic racism, you get to a point with a person and you know it's safe to use it. So, yeah. You know, we have... I have one, one black friend and he's not even really black, are you, Luke? But, you know, it's all right to call him nigger because it's all, it's ironic. And, you know, he looks sad about it and he starts crying, but <laughs> he knows it's, you know, he never says anything. So it's cool. Do you remember the celebrity from the mid-90s, Richard Blackwood? Yes, I do remember. Richard yeah. Blackwood. Well, among our circle of friends when we were younger, we used to call him... Let's clarify why first before we actually say what we called him. It, we. He traded himself on the fact that he was a successful black man, right? So he, his stock in trade, as far as we could see, and it was slightly ethnically diverse group of friends, he traded himself on being black. Yeah, that was what he did. As far as we could see, that was his big selling point. Well, there was a lot of, um, <coughs> he did a lot of, like, Chris Rock-esque kind of stand-up, mm. didn't he? Mm. Which, was, which we're not particularly used to in this country, are we? I think in America, they've, <coughs> I mean, there's been a long line since probably Richard Pryor was first to do it. And then so that kind of stand-up comedian yeah. that plays on his ethnicity and, you know, yeah. the differences between black and white culture, whereas, you know, Blackwood was probably the first one to try it over here. And I think we're a little bit more... The English way is a little bit more... Oh, we can't say... Yeah, Lenny, Lenny, Lenny Henry did no, it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's first yeah. And then right. he, yeah. So anyway, among my circle of friends as a teenager, we knew Richard Blackwood as Richard Blackman, right? Which we thought was funny. It, retrospect, it's not funny and it's not the kind of joke I'd make these days. <laughs> but I was in a pub with some relatively new friends the other day and a Richard Blackwood video came on the screen. And I said, oh look, it's Richard Blackman. <laughs> and they're not really my friends anymore. <laughs> um, I was ostracised. It was too soon. For the ironic racism. It's difficult, isn't it? Because it's that you, you rely on that level of the fact that people would not be stupid enough to be racist. Mm. Therefore, it's everything that you say will never be misconstrued because what? people aren't dumb enough to be that. Like um, Captain Artlands gets that, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and he's able he's to put it into a performance. Yeah. And he's also able to put it into conversation with people he's not that close with. You've got to, you've got to, you're relying on your audience appreciating the irony of what you're saying and not taking it at face value. Yeah. Um, you know, which is an issue some, you know, even successful comedians have like Jimmy Carr or... Um, Did you see Jimmy Carr's the... joke the other day that he got absolutely ridiculed for? Say what you like about the wounded soldiers from Afghanistan, but we're going to have one hell of a Paralympic team in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an awesome joke. Like it's funny, <clears throat> but he doesn't. Um, the other one's um, what the pub landlord guy, Al Murray, which I mean, his whole act is is sort of is mocking this kind of nationalist pride kind of way of life. But then you know he's become so successful that now most of his audience is actually there, taking it at face value. 
Yeah, this is brilliant. Yeah. Is that is that the point where you'd actually have to quit or you'd have to kill yourself? I think like, he's. What? I think that's. With Al Murray there, that's where I mean I don't really subscribe. I think that if you're gonna take money, if you if you're gonna try and make a living off something, then that's good. That's fine. That's admirable as long as you don't. But he's not like Jim Day. But that's selling out, though. I think. I think Al Murray's got to a point where he can do that at the O2 five nights on the trot in London. He can make fucking fifty grand in a week by doing that, even though he knows that his audience aren't getting his act. And I don't but, like that. But he's caught himself because he's he's in character, so he can't directly attack the people. He can only be. He can only attack them ironically. If he wants to keep on taking a wage. Mm. But he could fucking stop the show. He could take off the jacket, the blazer badge and the tie and he could say, listen you fuck nuts, this is ironic and I'm fucking exposing how stupid you are. <laughs> and there I go again with misanthropy. Misanthropy. Misan- I'm being misanthropy. Misan- <laughs> I'm being misanthropic, yeah? I'm fucking hating on people again and I'm, and I'm cross with myself for doing it. But that's what upsets me. <laughs> teenage right? angst has paid off well. Pe- teenage angst hasn't paid off well. I'm broke no, and I'm, this is why I'm doing this. Because <laughs> I've got nothing better to do with my time than sit with you two fucking idiots, right? Who I love dearly, but fucking will never let you know, right? Back to ironic racism, and tying in with what I'm saying about Al Murray, is that I am not a racist person. I have no racist thoughts or anything, and I think that people should all be like that. I do not talk to anybody that is not of the exact same fucking gene pool as me and immediately pass judgment on them. I never pass judgment on what they're saying based on how they look, yeah? Because that, well, you know, if you're not dressed properly, that's your own fucking fault, isn't it? You know what I mean? If you're not made an effort with your clothes, but that's a different thing. I just get... But I mean, the, the thing is, the ideal is... I think, what I'm saying is, I think everybody should think the same. Not everybody should think the same, but I think everybody should not take people on face value. Yeah. And then and people do take people on face value, most of the time, as far as I see. But ironically, that's where, that's where it comes from, isn't it? That's where it comes from, it's the um, stereotypes and stigmas. And is it schematas? Yeah, not stigmatas. I'm getting confused there. Stigmatas. Stigmatas. Because that's what people do. People will make quick assumptions, and that's where you know things like racism come from. Because people will make assumptions about people based on how they look. Well, you do though, don't you? How they sound. We all do it. Yeah. You're never going to get away from like if you see someone in the street or wherever, you're not. You're going to make a judgment about that person, about how they dress, about how they look. You know, you're never going to get away. Everyone has to. You have to get an impression of someone from the first time you see him. Yeah, so we do it very quickly with things like comedy. If somebody's into a certain type of comic, or if somebody's from a particular kind of educational background, we'll assume that they're, you know, all right enough not to be, you know, mindless racist, and therefore we we are okay to make those kind of. Do you know what I found out this week? Speaking of that, I've always thought there's been a very fine, a very clear dividing line. I don't know, this is from reading the Stuart Lee book that you lent me this week, Bob. Um, there's a very, I've always thought there's a very fine, a, a clear dividing line between your Oxbridge graduates who are involved in comedy, who on the whole generally make very witty, 
you know, very clever, well constructed, even sometimes go to the point of deconstructing <coughs> what what it is they're trying to say to make the jokes. There's that, and then there's the working class observational comedy. And what I found out in the Stuart Lee book that really interested me was that past chair people for the Cambridge Footlights include Johnny Vegas and um, Frank Skinner, both of which both of which I assume to be you know well, kind I, of working class heroes. Having, having said that, the Johnny Vegas didn't go to Cambridge. So I read that in the book and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know he went to Cambridge. But I, well, at least I've got no... I couldn't find any evidence anywhere that he'd been to Cambridge. But I don't know whether you can go retrospectively and just be in footlights. I think, I think, I think you can, but I think it's very... Yeah. I think in very exceptional circumstances. Yeah. Um, but, no, where, where did Johnny Vegas go to university then? Because I know that he did go like to university. Preston. Polity. He went to do. Did he not go to do? Um, po- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earthenware. No, um, ceramics. It was. Yeah. It was ceramics. Definitely, yeah. Because he used to do pottery in his stand-up show. I will actually get a a, yeah. a spinning wheel out. Yeah. And well, again, Johnny Vegas is someone again who's become kind of a victim of the character that he's portrayed. He has. He has. But he was a character comedy. But then you know he never does anything else. So everyone just thinks that's actually what he's like. Is that just laziness, though, do you think? I mean, it's like the same thing with the uh, Al Murray. Do you know what I mean? Do you think it's just like you've created our character? There's no reason. It's like Sasha Baron Cohen, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's created lots of different characters, so he's already had a very, very successful character, and then he's like, well, I've done that. I'm gonna yeah, well, there's a difference between their characters and... Because Sasha Baron... Ali G is obviously a character. There's no... You can't mistake him for anything else, but Johnny Vegas... Genuinely, could be a little bit deranged. Yeah. Do, well, do you remember when Ricky Gervais hit the scene at the same time as yeah. IG? Yeah. Nobody yeah. thought that was a character, did they? Nope. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. I was about 18, 17, 18, mm. and I thought, fucking hell, this guy's <laughs> funny, but does he know he's a cunt? <laughs> um, and he's, he's done that all the way through, hasn't he, really? Gervais, he's played. He's played up to a certain yeah. stereotype of his, yeah. of his character, yeah, all his sense. Do you think Carl Pilkinson's made up? Do you, are you familiar with Carl oh, yeah, Pilkinson's? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think again, I think it's probably an exaggeration of how he is, but I think he's too articulate. I, I think he's. Made t- up. I think that the, the, the assessments that he made makes are too well thought through to be that dumb. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The way he delivers it, it's, it looks good, but then you listen to it twice and it goes. I don't think it's and, scripted. I think he is. I think he is scripted. I don't think he is scripted. I think he's he's thought about it, and you know you have heard some of the same things before. I think it would be nice to think. I think it would be nice. I think it's nice to think that it's not scripted, but I think it's it deserves just as much respect if it is scripted. Do you know? I don't think that takes anything away from it. I think if it is scripted, it's incredibly clever, and if it's not scripted, it's kind of funny. But. That depresses me as well. Fuck's sake! It, I think you know, because that's just bullying. You know, their 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 dynamic with him is just bullying, and that that upsets me. I don't know. I'm going off everything. Absolutely, <laughs> everything. I'm just going off it. So why 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 is that? Are you just losing faith in everything? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I sit there on the sofa, no television on, just looking at the wall, as you do, <laughs> and. I'm like, this is awesome, I'm so happy to be alive. 
But then I turn the television on and I fucking look out the window at the dickhead neighbours and their own fucking thoughts that <laughs> differ from mine. <laughs> and I just get depressed. But isn't that, isn't that, uh, isn't that in your new spirit of, of, of newfound uh, evangelical love and joy? It's not a newfound it... spirit. I'm saying that that's the foundation for why I'm misanthropic. That's, it... That is why, because I want everyone to be happy. But that's just the thought process, isn't it? You could look at that and go, oh, isn't that wonderful? People thinking, you know, various and different ways. All right, on the flip side, let's try and make this funny, right? I get... Right, whilst I get upset and angry at people who make people miserable, I also get fucking angry and miserable myself at people who are miserable. Answer me that. I look at a fucking Live Aid video and I'm like, just fucking move. Go somewhere else where there is food and water. Stop letting flies crawl over your face and crying about your dysentery. Move. Move or where? die. Move where? I don't know. But we're a fucking... <laughs> where are they moving? Where are they supposed to move to? Where are they supposed to move to? Where? I don't know. They came... They, where? They, they moved out of Africa in the fucking... Early days, didn't they? Yeah. Who did? People. Yeah. The human race. They moved. What, over those thousands of years? Yeah, and all those that stayed behind in Ethiopia, where life began. They were just slower than everybody else. Yeah. (laughs) So they deserved the the famine and starvation and civil war. Fuck them. Don't come back to Wow. That's... uh... Do you, do you know what it's like in this head? Do you know what it's like with this shit going round? All this contradictory fucking trains of thought, streams of consciousness of just bullshit all the time. Do you know what it's like? You're just my friends, right? I have to live with it all the time. I'm going to leave this house at but some why? point. But that's the thing. Why would you ever want to watch the TV then? You don't, I don't. I don't hate the Turn it off then. Leave it off. I do. I live... I, I'm an animal. I'm a human being. I live in a social situation with my breeding partner and my offspring, right? <laughs> the television has to be on. Even what? Peppa Pig makes me angry, Bob. Why is Peppa She's obnoxious, though, is Peppa Pig. She is obnoxious. She's obnoxious. She's a fucking little indiscipline. She's yeah. an indisciplined little shite who wouldn't do yeah. fucking badly if we were slap. Yeah, she wants to clip around the ear, does Peppa Pig. I'll tell you that for fact. Do you ever watch Peppa Pig? Uh, I've watched it with my two year old niece. Not just on my own out of music. No, 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 no. That, that, that would, does anybody share this world with me? Do you ever just watch cartoons? Just because? Yeah, but you know what? I'm like, I love cartoons. I think, because I've got like that um, muscle memory. You know, I've got muscle memory for going for the remote control. I'll be watching... Straight on to 9 or 6, or whatever. I don't know what's on the... I don't know. Adult free view. <laughs> We're going to move on. Well, <laughs> what I'm trying to think of... Look, right? There's no tension. Like, let's cut the tension now, yeah? I masturbate, <laughs> yeah? We all... It, it happens. And I use... Back before I didn't have a mobile phone. Yes, I would fucking utilise Babe Station. A mobile... A smartphone. A smartphone. But now I can get hardcore pornography into the palm of my hand whenever I fucking want it. So Babe Station, Babe Station's dead, mate. As soon as the world is smartphoned up, Babe Station's out of business. 
We did talk about I like the number. I like the fact that you can call Babe Station and they've always got a phone and they they wiggle it about provocatively <laughs> in front of their they they they're, re- they, they're getting close, you know. Not that I watch it much. <laughs> but they're getting do you know someone was fucking they were they were fined by um is it what's the um regulating Ofcom. Ofcom. Is it Ofcom? I thought so. You know that one of those channels was fined because a fanny got shown. Disgusting, isn't it? It's not. What has the world come to when you can see fannies on the television? I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a little empirical estimate here and say that, on average, a night, there's maybe 200,000 men going, take your knickers off, take your knickers off, right? And there's not one other person in the country that's watching Babe Station thinking, oh, I'm really glad she's got her knickers yeah. on. Yeah, Do you really know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody fucking complains to Ofcom about that, surely. Like, you know, I, I mean, like a wank, but I don't want to no, see a beef yeah, curtain. The whole idea or somebody's just changed the channel at that exact well, yeah, point. Someone, oh my God, I was okay with the I was okay with the implied nudity, but now I can see a funny. <laughs> oh my God, I am offended. I'm offended it's by too this. much. Do you know what's dangerous about wanking in my living room? I've got muslin curtains and live on a street. That's got a window that goes directly out. I don't know. Do you, I was going to say, waking up. Do you I don't exciting? know whether they can see in or not. Is that what turns you on? Well, especially no. Danger one. <laughs> it's a danger. I'm, I've written. I've told. No, I've totally robbed it. I've written a. I've written a stand-up like five minutes about danger wanking. Danger wanks. Yeah. That's a whole other subject. We don't have to stop at 30 minutes exactly, but we'll start winding it up after we've talked about Danger Wanks. Am I alright to use that in stand-up? What, Danger Wanks? Yeah, well, because, I mean, I, mean, I know it's a, bit of, it's a bit of a universal concept. Well, no, and no, because the thing about stand-up is, like, if you expose yourself, then you... Then... Depends how much <laughs> you expose yourself. No, but, I mean, if you open up to the audience, right, then they will probably respect that and get laughs from that you know yeah. if you so obviously I've taken all the stories forward. about your danger wanks <laughs> and I've made it as if it were mine well, that's fine right that's cool Cushed it. um yeah so is that the end of this conversation <laughs> I think that's the end of this what? conversation did we cover anything no who gives a fuck Bob say goodbye to the 459 people that have downloaded this podcast 10 more than last time yeah yeah 10 more it's just, <laughs> got, it's just gone up alright excellent uh, bye everybody yeah it's goodbye <coughs> bollocks fuck off bye bye <laughs>